0: political and indigenous leaders urge all Victorian politicians to raise the age of criminal responsibility. Anthony Albanese says progress is being made on the issue of China's trade sanctions against Australia and reports NATO member Nation Poland hit by Russian missile strikes, killing two people. Indigenous leaders are urging victorious politicians of all sides to raise the minimum age of criminal responsibility. Neither the Victorian government nor the opposition have committed to changes ahead of the state election. The mounting calls on politicians to act follow an ABC Four Corners investigation revealing a report provided to states and territories urged the change two years ago. Children as young as 10 can end up in the youth justice system under current laws. Mining giant Santos has launched an appeal to the federal court against a Barossa gas project ruling in favour of Tiwi Island's traditional owners. Claimants, including Manapiklan elder Denis Tipakalipa, had managed to get the drilling operations in the Barossa gas field halted as his community was not consulted about the project which will run a gas pipeline through his family's sea country. Launching the appeal, lawyers for Santos argued the mining giant wasn't legally obliged to consider a specific clan of traditional owners as relevant parties when conducting consultations. Outside the federal court in Melbourne, a group of traditional owners, environmental lawyers and their supporters gathered to voice their opposition to the appeal. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has downplayed any any swift change on the lifting of China's trade sanctions on Australian exports worth $20 billion a year. Mr Albanese is the first Australian prime minister to meet with China's President Xi Jinping in six years. He says it's a big step forward. Having the meeting is a successful outcome uh, because for six years we have not had any dialogue. And it is not in Australia's interest to not have dialogue with our major trading partner. During the meeting on the sidelines of the G20 summit, Mr Albanese raised the issue of trade sanctions and other points of tension in the relationship, including human rights concerns in Xinjiang, maintaining the status quo with Taiwan, and the detention of Australians Cheng Lei and Yang Henjun in China. Emergency services are searching for two residents missing in the floods affecting the entire Central West region of New South Wales. Record-breaking floods hit the town of Ugora, flattening the homes and businesses in the community of 700 people. Many residents had only minutes of warning to climb to safety on rooftops before the floods swept through the town. Residents Diane Smith, 60, and Lubisa Les Vukic, Eighty five remain missing. ACS Commissioner Commissioner Colleen York says the emergency response is now one of the biggest operations in the state's history. She says more than one hundred and sixty emergency personnel have responded to calls for help. It was incredibly serious and significant. We saw the river heights double in size from 9pm Sunday through to 8.15am on Monday morning, where it peaked at 975 and the emergency warning was issued at 6.14am. And as a result, we received 180 requests for assistance and 159 flood rescues, many of those off roofs of houses and businesses. Nearby, the town of Forbes is pressing for another flood peak today, with the Lachlan River expected to reach 10.8 metres. That level would make it the worst flood in 70 years. It comes two weeks after the town was hit by floods. There are 121 flood warnings active across the state. Australia is among 10 new countries to sign up to an alliance promoting the development of the offshore wind energy sector. The so-called Global Offshore Wind Alliance aims to collectively build at least 380 gigawatts of offshore wind capacity by 2030. It will achieve this by sharing strategies to reduce financial risks of building new offshore wind farms. The federal budget included $1.5 billion to support the development of offshore wind farms in Australia. Climate Change Minister Chris Bowen says Australia is also pushing to host the UN Climate Conference in 2026 alongside Pacific Island nations. Climate change is the primary economic and security challenge for our region and an existential threat to the blue Pacific continent. That's why we're boosting assistance to the region with an additional $900 million to support the Pacific families' development and resilience in dealing with the climate emergency. And that's why, along with Pacific nations, we are seeking to host COP31 in 2026. Pacific voices have led this debate for decades and they must be heard. Australia's Foreign Minister Penny Wong says reports of Russian missile striking Poland are deeply concerning. She made the the remarks in a statement on Twitter which also condemned Russian missile strikes on Ukraine in the last 24 hours that have left 7 million homes without power. NATO ambassadors are due to meet later today at the request of Poland as more information is sought about the origins of the attack on Poland, which Polish media is reporting has killed two people. The missiles landed at about the same time as Ukraine experienced some of the heaviest waves of missile strikes in the nine-month war. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has blamed Russia for what happened in Poland, but Russia's defense ministry has denied responsibility, saying they did not launch any strikes near the Ukrainian-Polish state border. Polish government spokesman Piotr Mueller says a crisis meeting of defense officials has been convened to consider the next steps. Due to the crisis situation, Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki, in consultation with President Andrzej Duda, ordered a meeting at the National Security Bureau with members of the National Security and Defence Committee. Any information that will be presented today at the committee will be provided later, and if necessary, will be made available to the public as much as possible. Russia's President Vladimir Putin has condemned a U.N. resolution calling for Moscow to pay reparations for its war on Ukraine. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov criticized the United Nations General Assembly's approval of the resolution. The waste froze around half or more than $300 billion of Russia's international reserves after Moscow sent its armed forces into Ukraine in February. Mr Peskov says the West is violating rules of private property and international law. Naturally, those who organized this are trying to finish the process of plundering our gold and foreign exchange reserves, which have been frozen absolutely illegally. It is a formalizing of that robbery using the United Nations. This decision is not legally binding, and we will consider it as such. He added that Russia was not ready or willing to hold talks with Ukraine and will continue its military operation. Sri Lanka must implement budget proposals and reforms to stabilise its economy and ensure it does not return to crisis, according to the nation's central bank chief. Sri Lanka has confronted soaring inflation and a weakening currency, which has left the island struggling to pay for essential imports, including food, fuel and medicine. This economic crisis drove an outbreak of months of protest against Sri Lanka's leadership. Governor of the Central Bank of Sri Lanka, Nandala Rasinge, says it is vital that the country's economy regains confidence entering the year ahead. If you look at the budget for 2023, it doesn't talk about all these things. It's all about, with the confidence that the economy will be stabilised next year, so what are the next important structural reforms? What are the next important reforms... That, that would prevent us falling back into this kind of a crisis. And to sport in football, Matilda's coach Tony Gustafsson says his team's preparation has been boosted by the 2 0 win against Thailand in Gosford last night. In the last 10 minutes of the game, Elise Kellon Knight made her Matilda's comeback after two and a half years of injury struggles. The midfielder told Channel 10 she has enjoyed every moment of her comeback. Yeah it was a complicated injury so um, there were times where I thought I would never play football again so to pull on the green and gold now um, it's a massive achievement. It's been a long journey but it's been worth it to be back out there with the girls and I mean, it was only 10 minutes, but it's a big milestone and we're all going to celebrate that together. Gustafsson says he's proud of how the team has pulled together and the result has created new momentum ahead of next year's Women's World Cup. I think it's important to understand we're going into this World Cup together. Everyone in this room, the fans, like look at tonight as well, like we're doing this together and I think the wins create that momentum and, and we need everyone around us to believe in this team and carry this team, team through. And in that sense, I think it's massive that we have these four wins because we get the nation behind us. Not that they haven't been before, but the belief rises with wins. And now having a look at the weather around the country: Broome a mostly cloudy day, thirty-three degrees. Perth sunny, thirty-one. Adelaide cloudy, eighteen. Melbourne a shower or two, fourteen degrees. Hobart showers, thirteen. Albury Wodonga partly cloudy, sixteen. Canberra a shower or two, fifteen. Wollongong showers, sixteen. Sydney showers increasing, nineteen degrees. Newcastle a shower or two developing, twenty-two. Brisbane sunny and windy, thirty-one degrees. Townsville partly cloudy day, thirty-two. Keynes, mostly Mostly sunny, 33. Early springs, mostly cloudy, 20 degrees. Darwin, a shower or two, 32. And the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.